0: Before we get into today's episode, I want to make a quick announcement. A lot of you babes message me and ask me, will you read my chart? Will you look at my chart? Can you uh, tell me about this or can, or do you do chart readings? And the answer is no. <laughs> I don't do chart readings anymore. I don't do tarot readings anymore. It's not what I feel called to at this point in time, but I realize that you all still have a need for it and a want for it. So I have been doing my best to find people to refer you to. And if you go to my website, moonmattersastrology.com, and you go to services, you will see that I have put up the first referral. They are a tarot reader. Their name is Mikala, and they are wonderful. You can learn all about them on my website, and then there's even a link there that takes you to their website, and you can Learn even more about them, their practice, and then even book a reading with them should you feel so inclined. So, there is a tarot reader up. I will also have an astrologer coming soon. The astrologer, they are also wonderful. (laughs) Both of these people are brilliant, and I have worked with both of them. I have uh, seen their work as well, and I vouch for them. That's why I'm referring you all to them. And the astrologer information will be up hopefully by the time this episode comes out. But if it's not, just message me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro and I will give you uh, the astrologer's info and then you can find them that way. But it should be up on the website relatively soon if it isn't already. And with that said, let's move into today's episode. We're moving out of the fourth house or the subterranean underground And we're starting to trend upwards in terms of moving through the houses. The fifth house is called the place of good fortune. So we're moving out of the super foundational place of the fourth house. And then we go right into the house of good fortune. The planet that has their joy here is none other than Venus. Venus is a benefic planet. So the place of good fortune makes a beautiful home for her. The significations of the house itself also speak to her and her influence. So, let's get into them. Having a name like the place of good fortune obviously sounds super positive and generally it is, especially when the benefics are placed in this house. As always, we'll start off with some key words and then we will expand on them as we go. So, children, sex for procreation, creation in general, Creativity and problem solving, and accumulation and good fortune. Let's start with sex and children. The biggest signification for this house, especially in the Hellenistic tradition, is children. This could be anything from the native having their own children to their overall relationship with them. And I do want to put a small disclaimer here and say, you have to remember, I teach Hellenistic astrology. Now, if I were reading your chart, I would update things to modern times because I am well aware that there are multiple ways in our modern day to have a child. There are multiple ways that a family can look and also adoption. That's also part of this. So when I say sex for procreation, we'll get into that a little bit and why, but just know that I do fully understand that families come together in many, many ways, and people can have children in many different ways. I am just giving you the traditional Hellenistic significations of this house. So sex and fertility is also traditionally attributed to the fifth house, and this is typically sex for the purpose of having a child. I said creation was a word associated with the fifth house, and that means literal creation of a child through the act of sex. Now the fifth house also encompasses the signification of pleasure, so you can take that as just hobbies or things you do for pleasure, or you can also attach that to sex. So in general, this house does deal with sex, our relationship to it, and it's also sex for procreation. The fifth house comes after the fourth, so naturally the fifth will mean children, because it's moving on from our initial family setting, and then we're beginning to create our own. Everything we've learned and experienced through the first to fourth houses will set us up for how our fifth house is going to play out. And that includes whether we decide to have children or not and what that's gonna look like for us. It also deals with our attitude towards parenting because remember, the emotional baseline and childhood experiences that we experienced in the fourth have led us to the mindset that we have going into the fifth. So if you had a very fortunate fourth house experience, you may want to replicate what your parents did. Whereas if you didn't have a great fourth house experience, then you may find yourself uh, staying away from the idea of having children or being shy or timid around it. Or maybe you absolutely want children, but you just want to be nothing like your parents and you want to give them a better life than you had. So something I want to mention on the topic of children is that I don't want you to think that if you have an open fifth house, that means you won't have kids. Because remember, we look at the ruler of the house to derive meaning when we have an open house. And besides, children are a big signification of this house, but they aren't the only one. Which that takes us to the next big topic of the fifth house, which is creativity and problem solving. Problem solving is absolutely a form of creativity, by the way. So if you're someone who looks at the fifth house and is like, well, I'm not artsy or creative because I'm more logically driven. Well, being a great problem solver and coming up with abstract solutions to problems is 100% a form of creativity. So don't discount that about yourself. It took me a really long time to realize that just because I can't draw or paint Doesn't mean I'm not creative. This house really deals with what your creative force looks like. How is it that you express yourself through that outlet? And I wanna use myself as a quick example. My fifth house is in Aquarius, and it's actually an open house. So no planets or placements are there. The ruler of my fifth, Saturn, is in the fourth. I'm actually a pretty private creative person. I do share things with people. But for the most part, I create in private and I keep things to myself. I have a dedicated private room where I do all of my creative endeavors, and even my husband doesn't really go in there because it's like literally my creative zone. The Aquarian influence to my creativity is that whatever I create has to be my own. I don't care about trends or what's going to increase my standing or visibility. I care about being wholly authentic and true to myself and my vision. And that's really it. And speaking towards the children aspect in this house, I personally have chosen not to have children because I don't want them. But I do love the children in my family that I am an aunt to. So that's how my open fifth house plays out in terms of creativity and children. I look to where Saturn is because Saturn rules Aquarius. Saturn is in my fourth house. So to me that says I am very privately artistic and creative and then I do love children just not my own. (laughs) I like the children that are in my family and who I get to be involved in their life but not in a parental sort of way. I'm just the cool aunt that's really all I am. Since Venus has her joy here we see things that have to do with creation and pleasure. We already covered uh, the act of creating things and having kids. So what else does this mean? It means hobbies. It means things that you enjoy doing just for the sake of leisure and fun. And again, that can include sex. It can include hobbies. It can include anything you do just for the hell of it. I also feel like people who are collectors or extreme hobbyists will have a good amount of placements or be seen in this house. Because this house has to do with accumulation, but not in the sense that you work for it like you would the second house, it's a more enjoyable experience where you tie your creativity or hobbies into something that brings you joy. I mentioned good fortune as one of the significations, and since this is the house of good fortune, that kind of should be a given. Good fortune doesn't always mean abundance and amazing things are going to happen no matter what though we have to take into consideration what planets are inhabiting the house and how that's going to unfold. If the benefics are here, we can think that the native likely has an easy time with wealth and good fortune and good luck. But if a malefic is here, the relationship might be a little more strained. There may be unfortunate events that happen that prevent the native from immediately receiving their good fortune or sometimes they just feel like they plain have bad luck at times. So what have we learned about the fifth house? The fifth house mainly focuses on two things, creativity and children. It can also speak towards our natural affinity for good fortune and our livelihood. This house is our creative power and desires and how we go about manifesting them in the physical world. I am actually really excited to talk about this celebrity example. There are times as an astrologer when you see a chart and you just go, holy shit, (laughs) because it reaffirms your belief in what you put so much time and effort into studying. This chart that we're going to talk about for the fifth house example is absolutely one of them. Our fifth house example is Walt Disney. Walt Disney has Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars in the fifth house. Now, is it any wonder that a man who has both benefics and malefics in the house that has to do with creativity and children went on to make the biggest franchise in the world geared towards exactly both of those things? I think not. Now, sit back and relax as I tell you just how the malefic and benefics, played out for Walt Disney and influenced his fate. Walt Disney was interested in art and drawing from a young age. He was also interested in photography and even took photography lessons after school. But at the age of 16, he dropped out of school to join the army. He was denied because of his age and joined the Red Cross instead. When he returned from the Red Cross, his brother set him up with a newspaper gig as an artist this was where his interest in cell animation and cartoons really began. He soon acquired his own studio and was producing small live action animation cartoons. But a couple years later, he was swimming in debt and forced to file bankruptcy. Walt Disney and his brother and their main cartoonist moved to Hollywood to begin again. They were doing well and distributing cartoons. And they were making money. They opened up a new studio, but misfortune struck again. The animators of the studio went on strike, and it took quite some time before Walt Disney and his brother would ever recover from that one. The strike really kind of did them in for a while. And without being too long-winded, Disney endured many other bouts of misfortune and fortune simultaneously. He was distributing his cartoons and his animated shorts when he found out the distributor he was (laughs) using stole the rights to his cartoons, except for one, the Steamboat Willie cartoon. And when he initially opened Disneyland, while it was a huge success in the end, it also had a lot of scandals. And on opening day, there were like thousands of counterfeit invitations that somehow got passed around so the opening day was so chaotic and hectic and it was just a big mess and i'm gonna stop there because if you want to know more about walt disney's life you can read up on it yourself but truly what a whirlwind every single time there was abundance it came with a catch all of those instances are clear-cut examples of having all the benefics and malefics in the same house His life was a continual up and down of fortune and misfortune. Ultimately, the good fortune won out in the end. He does have a night chart and Venus is in her joy. So Venus was always going to be the major player and the main planet in his chart, regardless of what else was thrown at him. So her being in her joy and in a night chart, she was pretty strong. And again, in the end, he clearly won out. I just thought it was really crazy that. A man who made his entire empire—not just a career, but an empire—off of uh, a subject based around children. Truly, all of his movies, his theme parks, everything is based towards children and and creativity. So that one was just a really big, like, whoa, a point for astrology. If anything, like, points for astrology. And that, my babes, is the fifth house. It's a house that holds a lot of power because it deals with our ability to create. Whether it's problem solving, entrepreneurship, hobbies, or children, it can be found in the fifth house. Look at your chart and really meditate with your fifth house and any placements or aspects within it. Ask yourself, how does this relate to me? How is it that you express your creativity? Are your hobbies a mix of your creative endeavors or are they separate? Do you feel like you have a lot of obstacles to overcome when it comes to your luck and good fortune? Or do you feel like those things flow rather easily for you? If you find any interesting correlations or just come up with something cool, send me a message on Instagram at moonmatters.astro and we can chat about it. And also don't forget to check out the referral page on my website, moonmattersastrology.com. It's actually under the services tab. And there you can find Mikala and book a tarot reading. And you will also be able to book a birth chart reading soon with the astrologer that I have there as well. All right, my babes, I will see you all later.